0: Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Tuesday, July 6th. And today we're gonna talk a little bit about the headlines and we're gonna answer an interesting question from a listener about whether or not songs about the nation belong in our church services. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. By now, you've heard that I'm running for Congress to replace Jamie Herrera-Butler, representing Washington State's third congressional district. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a business owner. I'm an author and a speaker. And I've lived in this district for a very long time. And I am asking you for the honor to represent you in the House of Representatives. We've got some huge deadlines coming up for fundraising. We need to take this country back. We were once the party of ideas, you guys, but we have devolved into a cult of personality and we have lost our way. I want to bring common sense back to the floor of the House of Representatives. Now is the time for a new generation of conservative leaders to stand up, and I am here to stand in the gap for Washington State. For more information, go to Congress.com. You can sign up to volunteer, get on our prayer team, and support this run financially. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John for Congress. So, I'm glad you guys are here today. Hope you're doing good. We are into the month of July. I am really glad that we made it out of the month of June. Like I told you guys before, I think it'd be really cool if we started, you know, since we're so woke now and the church is having such a hard time. You know, I told you before, I think a woke church is a broke church. But since, you know, that's kind of where we are right now, I thought, wouldn't it be kind of amazing if next June, We made the month about thanking God for the covenant of the rainbow because the rainbow belongs to God, right? He made it. It was a sign of a covenant that God had between his people to say, I will never judge the earth through a flood again. And it's been turned into something that it isn't. And I thought, you know, I'm gonna start thinking about that ahead of time. So if you guys have good ideas, I would love for you to just let me know what those ideas are, because I think we got an opportunity to really, as my friend Ken Ham would say, take back the rainbow. I think we should. The rainbow belongs to the Lord and it's been hijacked and that is a bummer. I wanted to encourage you guys today. I was reading through the Bible again and my friend, by the way, Jennifer Strickland is teaching over at MomStrong International. If you have not yet checked that out, you you can totally should. She's doing a series called Beautiful Lies over at MomStrong International right now. And I hope you guys will check that out. I am really excited about what she's doing because it's important for now because there's so many lies in the culture, right? And so we're gonna be in the word of God. We're gonna be talking about how he sees us and how we can view ourselves in light of that. So I want you guys to check it out at momstronginternational.com. I'm gonna talk a little bit about a listener question today. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about the headlines. This is Tuesday, and I always call it Truth Tuesday. Like when I read my notes for the podcast for today, I'm always into the truth and what it is that God is doing. And we've got a lot of things to be certainly worried about in the culture. But I'm also gonna address a question from a listener who asked me if it was okay for churches to sing patriotic songs around the 4th of July celebration, you know, obviously Independence Day. In our nation. And I'm going to just remind you to stay away, because we're going to talk about it, to stay away from legalism. So legalism being, you know, when my personal conviction, something that the Lord speaks to me about, which I can't prove definitively in scripture, but I know it's what God wants me to do. It's a decision to maybe it's a decision to run for Congress, maybe it's a decision to, you know, whatever it is. And then my personal conviction becomes your responsibility. Well, why aren't you running for Congress? Well, what's your problem? You know, I, I think we just need to be really careful. And the world is on fire right now. And we gotta do our, our part not to stoke the fires, I guess, as, as it were, by talking about things or focusing on things that Jesus said don't matter. In John chapter five, verses eight to 10, And again, in 15 and 16, Jesus said, get up, take your bedroll and start walking. The man was healed on the spot. He picked up his bedroll and walked off. That day happened to be the Sabbath. The Jews stopped and healed the man and said, it's the Sabbath. You can't carry your bedroll around here. It's against the rules. Well, the man went back and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. That is why the Jews were out to get Jesus, because he did this kind of thing on the Sabbath. Now we're asking the Lord as we talk about this stuff for several things. We want we want the Lord to give us discernment. We need discernment. Discernment is, well, Spurgeon said, discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. And as Chuck Swindoll talked about this particular topic, he prayed before he wrote about it, which I thought was so important because legalism will take the joy right out of your walk with the Lord. Right? And We see this all over Christendom, have seen it forever. And he said, Heavenly Father, it is our deep desire to glorify your name. We wanna honor your word, even when it squares off against our own feelings or experiences. We thank you for being kind enough to teach us the basic things about grace. And we pray that teaching might result in freedom from the bondage that has held captive some of your people for far too long. Now, we ask for several things that you would guard us from extremism, that you would guard us from misunderstanding, that you would guard your children from foolish, licentious living, and that you would guard us from a misappropriation of freedom. And Father, that you would guard those of us who keep lists from thinking that our lists make us more holy. Deal first with our attitude, Lord, and then with our lives, whether it's for salvation or for deliverance from the terrible plague of legalism or simply for the joy of living free in Christ. We ask these things in the name that is above all names, Jesus himself. So the question came in, and I I told you guys, I, I get questions from you all the time. I love that you write to me. And so this one came from Rachel in New England. So I really appreciate you guys sending your letters to me and you can submit a question for me at tidystjohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. So Rachel wrote in and said, I have a friend who thinks that patriotic music doesn't have a place in a worship set on a Sunday morning because we are aren't praising our country in church, but we should be praising God. And I'm starting to see your point. What is your point? All right, so this is one of those issues where I just feel like we can get, you know, we can just get all upside down and 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 messed up. So this comes up every single 4th of July. You know, people in the church who really want to sing the songs about our nation, and then there are other people who say you can't serve both God and, and man, and this is wrong. It's wrong for you to do it. So I'm, I'm gonna read to you guys a couple of things, and I want you just to think about this. Here are some of the words from America the Beautiful. Now, when I was growing up, these songs, these patriotic songs, which I learned as a little girl in school, we sang them all the time. And here's one of the little, little uh, snippet of the lyrics from America the Beautiful. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of green, For purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain, America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. And now it's true that the song mentions God, although it may not necessarily be the Christian God. Any religion can use the same song and feel comfortable, right? But where is the focus of the song? Well, it's on the greatness of America. And the focus of church worship should always be on the greatness of God. Now, if you guys wanna really dig into this, let's talk about many, many, many of the modern worship songs that we sing in church who are not focused on the worship of God, not focused on the greatness of God. It's all about who? Us. It's all about the people. It's not about God. And so when you sing this song, you know now you're talking about the focus is on America, the beautiful, right? God shed his grace on thee. So we can thank God for the United States and for shedding his grace on the great land, but God should be the focus when we're singing in church. Another great song, my country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrims' pride, from every mountainside let freedom ring. My native country, thee, land of the noble free thy name I love I love thy rocks and rills thy woods and templed hills my heart with rapture thrills like that above again the focus of this song my country tis of thee absolutely not on God so here's the thing and this is kind of what I you know kind of where I guess I would end this discussion at least for the purposes of being on the podcast That said, I don't have a problem singing those songs in church. We have a lot to be thankful for. We can say, Father, thank you so much for this country. We love it. You're saying thank you for the country. I think if we're gonna do it, we should probably make that point clear and say, you know, the purpose of of worship in church is really to worship the Lord. But does it make, is it bumming God out that we say, thank you, Lord, for our country? We're so thankful we wanna sing about the country that you gave us. No. You know, we, we have, we, we marry people in church and a lot of the songs that we sing when we marry people have nothing to do with how thankful we are to God. It's all about the beautiful person that's standing in front of us that we're about to commit our life to. And we're saying thank, thank you to them. So does every single song that we sing in church have to be 100% focused on God? No, if it's not focused on, on doing the opposite, right, then then I I just don't think that that God's up in heaven going, you guys just broke my church attendance rule. I just don't hear him doing that. I don't think that that's what, how God would feel about it. So this is what I'm saying. We need to be careful not to become legalistic because when we become legalistic and, and, and it's all about this set of rules, I don't think that it bothers the Lord that we acknowledge the 4th of July. Even if we sing a song that thanks him for our country, I think those are good things, and certainly we're missing that in the culture right now. Right in a in a world that is just bent on tearing down the country. So I know some of you are going to disagree with me on this. I love you know. I mean, there's conversations around this as a pastor's wife for a long, long time. We used to talk about you know how great is our God or uh, Phil Wickham's song "Great Things." When we did that, we intentionally were choosing songs that described the greatness and power and splendor and authority and headship to God. Alone, that is the purpose of worship, and I think you know we can. I have I went to a church a long time. Actually, when I was growing up, my grandparents always did a Fourth of July celebration at the church. I don't remember the church service itself being dedicated to the country, but certainly around the Fourth of July. But we were having you know barbecues and cookouts and all kinds of things. And and my granddad was very clear to say, listen, whatever beauty that we see in this nation, whatever freedom whatever blessing it comes from the goodness is god's goodness it's not the country's goodness and we're certainly seeing that now when we remove god from the equation boy i'll tell you what we're going to we're going to be spiraling downhill fast so that's sort of you know how i've always thought about it it i'm the girl who cries at the national anthem i love this country and i'm so thankful to god for this country, the pilgrims came here for freedom to worship, and that freedom is being rapidly taken away from us. And so, I would love to see the churches uh, praise God for what He's given us, and then pray that He would protect it and He would help His people get to the front lines and to start fighting for freedom, which is what our forefathers did. And so, again, it goes back to saying, Lord, you know, don't let us get hung up on uh, on legalism. If your pastor decides he wants to sing, you know, uh, a song that says. Thank you for this beautiful country that God's grace really has been shed upon. I don't see a problem with that. We just need to remember that our focus needs to be on thanking God because it's God who gave us the great country that we have. It wasn't uh, it wasn't an accident, right? And so, and it's also worth protecting. So, all those things, I think, you know, these are good conversations to have. We should be careful that we don't want to be deal breakers because we end up being. We end up just being ridiculous. Next question came in from Emily and she wants to know about a series of books that a friend of hers told her to read. I'm not gonna give you guys the title because uh, I think that takes away from, I think that takes away from the importance of the discussion. The discussion has always got to center around discernment. The question is, are we being discerning? Do we understand what discernment means? Virgin said discernment was not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It was knowing the difference between right and wrong. Almost right. Discernment is God's call to intercession," said Corey Ten Boom. Never to fault finding. Uh, discernment is the ability to see things for what they really are, and not for you want not what you want them to be," Oswald Chambers said. God does not exist to answer our prayers, but by our prayers we come to discern the mind of God. Now, the word discernment and discern, they're derivatives of a Greek word that means to distinguish, to separate out by a diligent search or to examine. So in other words, discernment allows us to make decisions, proper decisions, right decisions. It's closely related to, but not exactly, wisdom. So Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The Bible says in James chapter three, but the wisdom from above is first pure and then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. So when someone gives you, this is, we've been talking about this right for a long time here at the podcast. The Black Lives Matter movement is a perfect description of why discernment is so desperately needed in the church right now. If you were to just do a cursory look at these guys' website, you would recognize they're not doing anything that pleases the Lord. And the Bible says not to be wise. That's Proverbs 3, verse seven, right? Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And so much of what's happening in these movements is evil on its face. The destruction of the nuclear family, you know, promoting racism through critical race theory. All of these things are bringing not good, but evil. And if Christians just go, you know, well, of course black lives matter. And we change our, our profile picture to a black square or whatever. What are we really saying? Have we really done our homework? The Bible says in 2 Timothy two seven. this is the Apostle Paul, right? Instructing Timothy, consider what I say for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. And discernment is more than what you just see or what you hear. And I, you guys should write that down. It's more, it's more than that. It's what is given to us by the Holy Spirit. So yesterday I was talking about the importance of prayer and how the Lord has really been, Uh, burdening my heart to get alone with him and ask him to uh, speak to me in prayer, but just to give me the wisdom that I need to make wise decisions to be able to see through things that aren't true or see through something that is partially true, right? Which is the same thing as a lie. If it's only half true, then it's also uh, a half of a lie, which is, wait for it, a lie. So the Bible uh, itself really is foolishness it says to those who are perishing but is literally uh, it is spiritually discerned by believers because of the indwelling of the holy spirit 1 Corinthians 2:14 the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of god but considers them what foolishness, and cannot understand them because they are discerned through the Spirit. Proverbs 8, 9, to the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Uh, I thought this was fascinating from Proverbs chapter 28, verse 2. When a country is rebellious, it has many rulers, but a ruler with discernment and knowledge maintains order. What do you see happening in our country right now and actually around the world? I'm gonna read it again. When a country is rebellious, it has many rulers, but a ruler with discernment and knowledge maintains order. We have people in the highest positions of authority in our country, and even in the lower uh, places that have no discernment. And so what do we see as a, uh, as a result? We see chaos. The Bible says that a ruler with discernment and knowledge maintains order. And it's important that we recognize that that order comes from God. The wisdom to maintain order, rather, comes from God. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 28 and 29, they are a nation without sense. There is no discernment in them. If only they were wise and would understand this and discern what their end was. Will be And certainly, when we talked yesterday about what's happening in Iowa and the town of Pella and this is happening not exactly the same scenario playing out, but similar ones all around the world right now, this is a terrible lack of wisdom and discernment, and it's a crisis of cowardice. We are called to be courageous as we are as courageous as we are discerning. and you guys, it matters. It absolutely matters. And we can get hung up all day long on whether or not we should be singing patriotic songs in church. This has been the, the bane of my existence as a pastor's wife forever. As I watched my husband for almost 20 years, pastoring in churches who argued about things that had no eternal significance and the real things, the really important things, we didn't talk about that stuff. We were talking about whether or not the organ was supposed to be played on Sunday morning and whether or not we should have a patriotic song and whether or not, I mean, it was it was bananas, you know? We argued over the color of the carpet. Keep your eyes on the ball, you guys. Discernment, not knowing the difference between right and wrong, knowing the difference between right and almost right. It absolutely matters. It matters more now than it's ever mattered. So I'm just gonna encourage you back to a place of wisdom and discernment and asking the Lord to give it to you because we have a crisis of discernment in the country right now. In, in, in fact, in the church and around the world. And unless and until God's people get back to God's word and they start believing what God says in his word is true and we start talking about things that really matter. If your pastor wants to sing America the Beautiful on Sunday morning, let him sing it. It's not dishonoring the Lord. It's not dishonoring God. Now, when you know what? When you promote Black Lives Matter in your church, that would be dishonoring God. Why? Because those people dishonor God. And so m- remembering that our true freedom is getting to sing about God and not about country, I think that's really important. Why did we come here in the first place? Why did we leave? Because we wanted religious freedom. We wanted to be able to worship God in the way that we saw fit. And that is why the pilgrims came. And that is worth celebrating. And that is worth talking about. And we're losing our freedom, you guys. You've heard me say this over and over again. The Bible teaches us that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we are moving farther and farther away from the Lord, we are watching, literally watching our nation lose its liberty. And that's absolutely happening. So hang on to your hat, you guys, because it's gonna be a wild ride. We got a wild ride coming up. And I believe, as I've told you many, many times, that That judgment begins in the house of God. And so spend time in prayer, spend time with your children, spend time with your spouse, find a good church that's teaching the Bible, that's not getting hung up on issues of legalism and follow the Lord exactly how he says, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. It's needed now more than ever. Thank you guys for listening so much to the podcast. For those of you who have never left a review for the show over at iTunes, we really would love for you to do it. You can go to iTunes and just click on, give us a five-star review if you love the show. And please send this out to your friends. And uh, I want to just encourage you, you know, also, if you haven't listened to my podcast, America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John, that's much more political. I'm talking about the issues of the day and why I think it's so important for us to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. And you can find out more information about that podcast at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow with a guest at the intersection of faith and